wrong to want to live on your own No, it's not wrong, but honest, no How can someone so young sing words so sad? Sheila, take a Sheila, take a bow Boot the grime of this world and the posh gear Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined by, in my opinion, the greatest podcast panel to um, ever adorn these shores. Um, to my left-hand side, it's the thinking man, Cynic. It's Chris Sermani. Hello, Christopher. How are you? I'm terrific. Thanks for that introduction, Christopher. Yeah, you're looking very handsome and hip as always. In front of me, self-proclaimed Dick Flair of the um, of the 90 Minute Cynic podcast. Um, that phrase was coined by Chris Armani to my left-hand side um, in a piece of Twitter genius. So it wasn't self-proclaimed then? I know that. that, that no, he owned, it, he owned it after I said it. Yeah, to be fair, Dick Flair. Uh, how are we, Louis McCaffrey? The puppet got the puppeteer's instructions wrong. <laughs> I'm good. It's good to be back on my show and thank you for hosting again. That, listen, it's a pleasure and it's um, always uh, an honour to um, host your show for you. Uh, and to my right-hand side, uh, the hardest working man in podcasts is uh, La Water Carrier. Yep, yep. The it's Chris Bowd. It's the Kelmack of the pod. It's the Kelmack of the pod. It's the Diddy Deschamps of the pod. Um, boring and Total a bit French. Um, <laughs> you're not boring. Or French. <clears throat> now we'll, we'll see. We'll see by the end of the podcast. Bowd is Scandinavian. Um, maybe that might have been a lie. You told like, me a long time ago that it was like Danish or the, something. No, <laughs> Scandinavian's quite broad as well. <laughs> so, uh, da- like Danish or something. Supposedly some sort of Scandinavian connection, but I, I don't know. Further investigation says that might be false. You've got a little. You usually have a little bit of Scandinavian in you, but Christian can't be here today. Is <laughs> <laughs> that bad? That's terrible. <laughs> Puppet master. His puppet master, yep. I mean, I'll fully admit, Chris Armani, I am under Chris Armani's tutelage, there's no question. Uh, and on that note... <laughs> oh, I should say, 90minutesinic.com is looking the best it's ever looked for for quite a while because Louis McCaffrey stepped in, uh, fixed all the links, got the YouTube link up there, everything looks terrific, thanks for that. No bother. Top man. Pleasure. The maestro. Um, just before we kind of start looking at Kilmarnock and such, um, myself and Chris Armani were talking before. He was giving me instructions beforehand, Louis, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, but we were, we were having a chat, and uh, Sermani mentioned uh, Celtic Top Trumps. His son got Celtic Top Trump Top Trumps um, cards. Uh, who do we think would be the Top Trump? Now, let me put a bit of uh, context to this. It's not the current squad. This is a completely random selection of players, but Tony Watts in it. Tony Watts (laughs) in it. They actually gave us the top trumps cards and Odson Edward because he wasn't inside. So I don't know what happened there, but all of them in our era. So they gave Odson Edward uh, like separately, like the cards. (laughs) Here's your top trumps. Oh, by the way, uh, Odson Edward isn't in, so there you go. So obviously, it's going to be Larson, and until you said in our era, the only other option would have been Jinky. Would have been my guess. In our era, that's what I said that before. Oh, right, sorry, era, sorry, sorry. It's just when you said uh, uh, when you said in our era, my yeah. guess, Ricky Larson, acceptable Lubo, but that's it. <sighs> I'm surprised you about. Mm. What? 
Because I guess I Paul McStay is amazing, but if we're talking about who's the top Trump of the top Trumps, McStay was second. Okay, I'll, Larson rating a hundred, McStay ninety nine, Tony Watt ninety eight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why Tony Watt was in it, but he, Tony Watt was in it. That goal. That goal. <laughs> uh, Louis, thoughts? Who would be your top Trump? Uh, okay, here, here's something for you guys. Not uh, Jeremy Tolkien. He's already sold him out, you know? Oh, no, fucking hell. He's back on the listing train. <laughs> um, actually, let, let's say, uh, let's top Trump wise with the squad. Current squad. Who the top Trump? Who would the top Trump be? It's KT. There's oh, no other answers. It's KT. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Okay, KT top Trump. Yeah, I know. We know who he's going to say. Aye. However, big time comments. That's a Euro rating. <laughs> that's a Euro rating. Um, <coughs> no, have to be Cal McGregor, the bull daddy. <laughs> have to be. My okay. fellow Frenchman, Watson <laughs> Edward, has definitely got to be up there. Are the are we including the loonies? Current squad, so they're technically part of it. So yeah, we'll go. We'll go with it. We'll go with that. Uh, Callum McGregor, uh, he's a solid 45-er. There's no question. 45 out of 100. He's an absolute shiny. <laughs> nah, he's, he is, he's definitely shiny. But no, uh, so I'd say KT would be... I don't know. I think KT would be... Somebody, come on, give me some, give me some input. Because obviously, I mean, you, Tom Roger. Isn't this just what we guys do? They go on FIFA and see who's got the best rating? I mean, this is exactly what you're doing here. It's been a bullshit segment. Let's move. Yeah, let's move on. Um, although, tweet us if there's, if there's any sort of juice in this, if you could just tweet, even just me personally, just so I don't <laughs> look like a dick, uh, at the Galatron. <laughs> uh, I still don't know what you wanted. I don't really I don't know, know what, what I wanted either. I still don't know what top trumps are. Kieran Haran had a packet and it was just planes. I don't so, really know what it is either. Yeah, just looked at the pictures. Class, uh, good, good segment there. Off to um, a good start. Off to, off to a good start, as the, the old saying goes. Anyway, so let's focus and let's focus on Sunday. Um, Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody. Really encapsulates. You know the feeling. Patrick. I know. I was going to go on and say, you know, you get up, you wash the car, the kids are going crazy. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Um, Sunday. Chris Samani <laughs> talked me through. Sunday, from a, a broad point of view, not necessarily in detail, just thoughts. Broad point of view is the performance really doesn't matter in the slightest. Um, the fact is, we, we had a poor result on Thursday, a really poor performance. We'd got momentum in the league going forward um, throughout January. Um, excuse me, Rangers slipped up the day before at home unexpectedly. We had to go there and win on against a team who are really, really well drilled, really well set up. <coughs> Sorry, really well set up, and on that pitch, which frankly gets worse every time I think we play on it. It's a fucking disgrace. I mean, it, it runs really fast in places and then really slow. The amount of times the ball was going up the wing um, <coughs> when they were they were breaking forward, and I thought that's going to go out of play, but the ball just seemed to slow right down on it. It was it was unbelievable. Um, quite a lot of our players looked really uncomfortable on it. Um, they weren't sure how to play on it. Tolgian, I, I think he's in, he, he was really quite poor. I think he looked like a guy who has never played on that sort of. Yeah, pitch. He, he had no idea what to do. But ultimately, the, the, the story of the, the match is a last-minute winner. I mean, it, the sheer 
joy of a last minute winner is just it's, it's, it's pandemonium almost made the previous 80 90, 90 minutes worthwhile it did I mean it's just a build up and the whole load of it was inconsequential because to get those three points dealt such a body blow not only to, to Kilmarnock um, but to Rangers to Aberdeen to anybody that's chasing us it was just in that instant it looked as if we were going to you know we were going to slip up and then you know Scott Brown steps forward tries to Put the ball out of the park, but <laughs> thankfully it breaks off. Alex Bruce and goes in, and it was just sheer unbridled joy. And I think the mental consequences of that on our opponents are going to be long standing. That pretty much could be the goal that won us eight in a row. Uh, Louis, you threw very, very quick to throw Scott Brown under the bus, put, throw him under the bus, and then drive the bus um, over a cliff um, after Valencia. Um, at yep. home when yep. not only hit, Scott Brown certainly didn't perform well against Valencia but I don't think there was many pass marks from, from many people we'll get to that when we're looking ahead it was pish continue has this changed your opinion the fact uh, that he basically won his league no so what did I do I put him on a bus I drove the bus over a cliff yeah you threw him under the bus then you now the I'd bus. like to set fire to the bus <clears throat> that's okay Scott Brown, okay, as Chris Somani says, he had a shot, it was going, it was heading towards Glasgow, let's, let's face it, it was, it was an own goal, kind of was. it was an own goal, yeah, it, was. it was a penalty or a goal, yeah, that does the not primary make... school rules, penalty or goal, <laughs> that's it, <laughs> that was it, it's, um, you know, one minute Scott Brown, he has one good performance, he's a hero, he's a poor performance, he should be straight out of the team, his career's over, and he scores a goal with that. What you think he's a hero again? For for for, yeah, I do. I think I think football's such fine margins that, as quick as I am to criticise Scott Brown, which I have been, I'm very quick to also give him praise when he deserves it. How did you think he played in the rest of the match? I thought he was fine. I I I, I don't think he was. I don't think he was particularly good. I don't think he was particularly bad. I thought that pitch. Uh, as Samani says, that match just needed one, and it, and it got one, and it got one by Scott Brown uh, not giving up. You can say all you want about him in terms of whether that goal was shot was going in or not. You can talk about you know he's, he's five yards lost the pace and X Y and Z, but Scott Brown, for all his detractors and all of his bad performances, never gives up and he never hides. And uh, fucking fair play, man. It's that simple. Fair play to you, and I think. We've had fun over the last couple of weeks, Louis, with your with your funny little gimmick. But you really need to start reining it in. I'm going to start cracking some skulls because you know your flip, your flop, your flip flopping all over the shop. And I've decided there's one thing I'm not doing is flip flopping. I'm Mister Consistent. Okay, Mister Consistent. How long have I been you're, saying you're, Scott Brown You're the done? least consistent person How? in this podcast. Oh. You are the least consistent person in you know this what? podcast. Oh, God, he's ripped the podcast out the fucking holder. You tell me yeah, how. It's George Ezra. <laughs> don't know how you get us back on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So, right. look, you lie a lot, Louis. No, it's, I do not. It's no. all right. We're all friends here. <laughs> Can't hide. The show's over. Um, no, not at all. I, I've been fairly consistent. That Scott Brown, I think, is done. I, 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 I don't see anything other, anything else in that performance of the weekend that said that. I mean, you, you described it as fine. I mean, if that's what you're looking for, that's why Lustig stayed in, stayed in the team for so long because he was 
fine. No, I, I'm, I don't want. No, no. Fine. Hold on a minute. I want. Hold on I a want fucking minute. Oh, no, no. Hold, do you want me to? I will. I can literally mute you if you don't no. give me the chance to to do. Hold on. I've had two seconds. You had a big fucking massive big bat. You but did you, personally case, attack him for quite some time because yeah. he's a fucking prick. Yeah, just Why? take some notes and come back. I'll sabotage that website if he. <laughs> oh, shit, that's a good fight. No, right, go on, Louis, fair enough. You, you've... You speak, I'm eating. <laughs> oh, wow. Bowd. I'd, I'd like to hear Bowd's thoughts on Scott Brown rather than Gimmick Boy here. I, unlike some liars, I'm actually <laughs> Mr. Consistency. <laughs> my, my opinion hasn't changed, whether it was when he had a terrible what? performance, whether <laughs> it was when he had a great performance. Look at his face. My, he believes it, that's what? the thing about it. You rented the bus. <laughs> throw Brown under it after he'd thrown Roger under it. No, there was no bus throwing. My point was Scott Brown right now, everyone's fit on this season's form isn't a first choice. He's still good enough to be there. He's still got a job to do for this squad. But if everyone's fit on current form or form of the season, he's probably not first choice. Unless it's certain games where you think you need him. Do you think that's and a I fair assessment? I think, and I've said on here consistently, that Brown... That Brown Brown should be phased out, but he's still got a role and a contribution to to make. He played really well through the month of January. Um, I think as on Thursday, I think our th- midfield three were all appalling against Valencia. Um, I think what Brown showed is I don't think he can perform at that level. I don't think Callum McGregor can be the main man at that level. I think McGregor could function at that level with a more dominant midfielder next to him. Would that be in Cham? It's what we thought in Cham would be. I don't know if in Cham will ever get there, but that's what we thought he would be. That's what I, This is kind of my, my, my feeling in McGregor in terms of, I don't think, I mean, Louis talked about it and, and, and Christian's talked about it, and all, all joking aside, he's a fine player, he's a really good player. I don't think he can be the main man if we've got any European ambition. However, could he, could he form part of a three with a player who, who could dominate? Absolutely, I do think that. <laughs> Um, but what I've seen is I don't... Um, the jury's completely out in Christie at that level. Um, but Brown at that level and in certain games domestically, I think is maybe past his best. But absolutely, as Brown say, as, as Boud says, he's still got a contribution to make. Uh, and, you know, he'll still be an important player for this. For uh, what this What is the listeners' thoughts on Scott Brown? Tweet us at 90 Minutes Cynic uh, because we'd like to, to hear it. Louis thinks he should be taken out back and shot. Um, One of the greatest servants this club has ever had. Myself, Bowd and Sermani thinks he has a place within the squad. Absolutely, certainly. I agree with Sermani's summation that he should... Uh, Kind of not. I'd say the rest of this season, I think Brown will probably start more games. The start of next season, let's let's you know he'll probably play about twenty odd games. That's fine. Um, we were talking about not knowing if Incham is the player we thought he was. I think you start once he's fit, getting him games to see. When, when, when did when did we play the best football of the season? <clears throat> We, we played the best football of the season when Scott Brown wasn't in the squad. When Scott Brown wasn't in the team, when Callum McGregor was playing in the position also, where he's played the best football of his Celtic career. And since Scott Brown's came back into the team, Callum McGregor has not played in that position again. He's not played as well because of it. He's still put in some fantastic displays, but he's not played as well because he's not played in that position. And Scott Brown... But has, we've made do uh, with has we've been, had injuries and we've made do with the players that we have. Exactly. Yeah, but you can't you can't deny the fact that Scott Brown was, uh, he's been given his first team place back in that team, and we have all sat around this table at different points over the last 
couple of months and said that he shouldn't be a first choice pick all the time. Yeah. Um, this also does coincide <laughs> with Christie starting to really dip in form. Yeah. Um, he's not. He's not. He's not scoring. He's not. Uh, he's not contributing as much yeah, as he was. Yeah, but I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot that saying he's he's terrible and so forth. Aye, was, Valencia idiots. was a pass because everyone was terrible. Kilmarnock, he didn't play well. The games before that, maybe one or two, he was quieter and he didn't. He was but, probably know, he, he wasn't as fantastic. He was as probably he has been. fine. He was he was having an, and listen, I can see that. I'm Lou. I expect every player to perform a ten every game. <laughs> yeah, you idiot. I'm Lou. I make up my mind on a player, and I don't deviate from that. That's throw Scott Brown under the bus. Me. Scott Brown's a champion and a hero. Throw throw him off the cliff. <laughs> oh, Scott Brown, oh, I love you. Oh. Fucking idiot, Lou. Make your mind up. This is how they turn on you, people. This is how they turn on you. When you get big, when you're bigger than podcasting, you're trying to screw you over. You wait, wait, you would, you, would you have taught um, Tam Rogic uh, in the first team? No, he's not very good. You I wouldn't be playing him in he's Europe. not very good. I wouldn't have him. Um, these, d- d- we are just personally attacking Louis. We're actually doing to Louis what he's been doing to Scott Brown for the whole season, to be fair. But. Yeah. And his wee snide tweets. Seen his wee snide. The, that's not how you spell my name. I know. Um, <laughs> you know, my name is. That's how I spell my, it. My name's uh, of Italian origin, so you're about as Italian as pasta and brown sauce. But I would like to say, I'd like to. Say, I, and I as mean, accurate you know as what I'm getting at. Blind you know what I'm getting at. You knew you were spelling it wrong, eh? You uh, knew. You know. I'm just putting that out there. Can you not eat the fucking food right into the microphone? <laughs> it's bogging. Listen, when you show me some respect, I'll show you some. It's Do not the listeners have to be punished. They understand. No, they don't. It's disgusting. Sorry. Okay. That's fine. You didn't have to apologise. It was just a wee joke. <laughs> he genuinely looks here, though. Uh, so, one question about uh, the game. Obviously, the game on, on uh, Sunday, uh, the pitch was atrocious. Terrible. Um, there was a couple of crossfield balls. Um, Toljan, um, I think... Uh, I've obviously been joking about him keeping Lustig out of the team. I obviously just want the best right bet, right back to play in that position, which probably isn't Lustig now, and Lustig probably will sign with uh, Malmo. Fair enough, you'll get his uh, get his final big contract, and then come back eighteen months later. There was a couple. <laughs> there was a couple of uh, oh, is he? Um, there was a couple of times where O'Donnell, their their right back, uh, did a crossfield ball, and knowing where obviously the commander players know where the kind of stodgy yeah. bits in the picture he, he kept hitting his crossfield bot, um, uh, cross uh, Toljan kept absolutely having the wrong position because he assumed the ball would bounce and the ball would just stop dead um, so Toljan in terms of that performance Kilmarnock I, I don't think I, I, as Chris says performance it's it's done um, but what do it you think yeah it was I've, pure from Toljan but there were moments where if he could See little flashes of, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. But yeah, it's a poor pitch. It's a very well-organised team and people have off days. It was, I, it was. I thought it was blatantly obvious that that's what the issue with it was with him. And don't get me wrong, against Valencia, he was as culpable as anybody. He's just come in. He's looked quite good going forward. Um, he doesn't look the most solid at the back, though, to be fair. Would, this is the thing about him. I mean, see, in terms of us going forward, he looks as if he's going to be far more of an attacking threat than Lustig. But he has only been here for, what, less than two weeks? Yeah. 
well, no, nearly three weeks now, sorry. So we're, he's not been here long at all. He's played a few games, still settling into the country. Doesn't look that happy to be here when you look at his face. He doesn't smile too much, Jeremy, but... Um, I, I think I, he'll be right at the door when he... Well, it, it might be very... I mean, there was talk he was going for uh, Castagne or whatever yeah. again in the summer. I don't know, but I wouldn't be too harsh on him, especially after that performance, uh, because... That pitch is just an abomination. The best thing about that was we got a win on a pitch that we're not going to need to go back to this season. Uh, Louis, um, in fact, I'll come to this question. This is specifically for you. But see, just on the final point on Brown, um, that was a sending off, eh? The tackle. Not the broadfoot one on him. That was a, that was a sending off. His tackle. Oh, it was reckless. It was really reckless. I mean... That's oh, a book in. He got no. a book in. Well, no. you're a you're a bowed fucking. I am a bowed fan. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you're a brown cultist. You, of course. Well, uh, when I say it's a, re- it's it's not necessarily. It was fine. <laughs> Are you just going to throw that back in our face yeah. now? It's fine. It's not bad actually. It's pretty good. What do you think, Chris? You're saying no. Um, I think if the referee had sent him off, well, I, I think it was a booking. I think that was a fair assessment of it. If he had been sent off, I would have been probably blaming Brown. Why did you go in like that? But I, I do think the referee's seen it in a booking was a fair assessment of it. Um, it wasn't in the same league as Broadfoot's challenging. No, that. no, I mean, that was that was he knew exactly what he was doing. And McFadden said that um, in the coverage, he said uh, he knew exactly what he was doing, who he was doing it to. Um, but Brown, it, it was probably a wee bit niggly, a wee bit. You know, needless, but I think a booking's a fair assessment. Of it. Uh, I, I, I can, I can see it going either way. Personally, um, the more I've watched it, the more I, I think it's a dangerous tackle. But fucking Scott, Scott Brown, fucking run Scottish football. So who cares? Uh, Jamie at Jamie sixty seven underscore. What's Louis' thoughts on his new right back's performance so far? We just got some Manny's thoughts. What are your thoughts? Um, is he the greatest, or is he on the shite list? He's not on either list. Oh, well, which no one really wants to be. Got? Huh? How many lists have you oh, got? Just two. So he's not on either list. So That's what I just he's, he's not that. on a list. No. no. So he's not on another list. No. He's just undefined. Yep. Why is that? Well, most of the team are undefined. Can <laughs> you fucking <laughs> get the splinters out your ass, man? Where is um? He talk it. Get off the fence. He's Make a judgment. He's Mister Clickbait. It needs to be here <laughs> or there. It can't be. Maybe all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, he's fine. He's um, <laughs> he's doing. He, I mean, I, I think we've seen flashes of him going forward, and he looks he looks decent. Um, but defensively, there's still question marks. But then, see when you think about it, how many how many fullbacks these days do you actually get that are as good defensively as you as they are going forward? Kieran Tierney's probably a, an exception. I can't think of many others, and certainly in Scotland. Is he back in the day? Is he back in the day? By for a season, season and a half maybe. Um, so you're, you're, to be fair, he's probably going to be more of an offensive threat, and he is going to have to do do a job defensively. But there is still a bit of a question mark. Would I would I pay big money for him? I don't know yet, but he's not played enough games, has he? So we need to, we need to wait and see. Change your tune. You done written half. That's no clickbait material. You stick him in and wrote him right off. Listen, I'll click the bait when I want to click the bait. Uh, Bowdy, what were your thoughts on uh, Johnny Hayes? 
Johnny Hayes, uh, decent. I think one of the better performances of the, the team. I thought he was probably uh, Celtic's most consistent player on the day. Um, I thought he played really well. Uh, I like Johnny Hayes. I think Johnny Hayes has got a lot of good attributes. Yeah, absolutely. He's had a tough time of it since coming to Celtic. But um, I right now, until KT's back and fit, he's my first choice left back. I think Brendan Rodgers made it, uh, hinted at the fact that KT might be back for Sunday. Yes. Um, would you only see the chance of Hayes being picked on the basis of playing in the fullback position, or would you see him having the opportunity to break his way into the team? He does have, as I said, he does have good attributes. He's got a good shot on him. Um, but would he be able to force Sinclair out of the picture? I don't, I don't think so. Um, I mean, he's there and he's an option, but then we've got other options that can come into the side as well. So. Yeah, you could, I, mean, I mean, if you, if you could play, I mean, there's talk of, you know, well, we'll get to Valencia when it comes. Uh, what is up with our set pieces? These are just things, just general thoughts I've had, and I think, to be fair, it's been echoed on, on Twitter. Um, in fact, do you know what? I've got, I think, I think yeah, Keith, actually. There was a, uh, was it Keith? There was a yes, Keith McGinty, who did question. terrifically well. Um, he, he's organising a lot of the press conference stuff. Thanks for Keith. Yeah, um, a lot of. Really good questioning stuff. and yes, work from Keith. he was on um, BBC Radio Scotland as well. But fuck the mainstream media. Um, has r- sorry, what was he on that for? Asking a question for us. Has Rogers neglected set pieces? One of our biggest levelers against European sides in favour of a passing game that most continental teams are used to. So what we'll do is we'll focus on that question when it comes to the kind of preview for the Valencia game. But how are you feeling, uh, Louis, regarding? set pieces do you think I mean they aren't very good are they uh, you have Christie taking them and you know McGregor sometimes takes them you know it's it's not very good no it, just, it, it, it often seems like the players are just given license to come up with it when they get in the situation it doesn't look as if there's much pre-planning went into any of our corners or any of our free kicks to be honest with you don't know if Brendan Rodgers neglects it <coughs> we could only just speculate that we don't see the training so we don't know but I mean it, I'd be, it'd be pretty poor if he didn't give some focus to it um, but we, uh, I wouldn't say it's just in Europe that we should be doing better than that I think or just in general ah, just we should be more of a threat yeah. Um, what were yourself, Chris? Thoughts? Uh, about our set pieces? Yeah. Um, they've been poor for a long time now. Um, probably the last consistent set piece taker we had was Charlie McGrew. Yeah. Um, and I think that says a lot. I mean, we got obviously the goal on, on Sunday did come from a corner. But when we, got, when we forced the corner, I just assumed that was it because. Generally, we do so little with corners, and historically, especially during the Neil era and, and the striking era, that was something that we, we 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 I wouldn't say relied on, but we could we could rely realized. on if we needed to. Yeah. Um, not only that, we used to have we would players like Nakamura and even Griffiths, you know, at, at some points that that could take and score free kicks. Griffiths to Boyata was a was a fixture in Brendan Rodgers' first season. A lot of corners, but yeah. but there's not exactly a great deal of physicality about the team, is there? I mean, even but, the centre halves, Chris Ayer, he's a big guy. He's tall, but he's not exactly big in stature in terms of his putting himself about physically. Well, the balls into the boxes, a box boxes aren't very 
you know, aimed at him specifically, yeah. are they? I mean, we have got enough height that we should be getting on the end of some more of them. And I think, I know what you mean by that, I think, but I think the quality of delivery kind of negates that anyway. Do you know what I mean? If if it was aimed, if if we had better delivery, I think we would get on the end of more of them. But in general, I mean, even even um, McGregor's, when he went with the, the corner he put in, McGregor's a bit better than, than, than some of our other set-piece takers, but... You know that was that that was the only you know when he hit Boyata and he knocked it down for Brown. That was the only one that we, that, 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 that we got throughout the game. They were just I mean Christie's free kick. I know he scored one. Was it against Kamalik last time? Yeah, Celtic Park. They just didn't look like they were going to do anything with them, and it's frustrating, especially when you're watching it because you are thinking we're not going to do anything here. Yeah, um, I, I thought Tim Tim Whale when he came on. Every time he comes on, he injects uh, yeah. enthusiasm. I know that doesn't inject enthusiasm but he he's so enthusiastic but he's so he's actually such a good player that he injects pace and he the urgency almost kind of lifts um i thought him and burke i thought burke's run um there was two burke one was up the forest that, that the under bad, hit the pie uh, yeah blame the pitch for uh, that but yeah. it looked as if he was going to bust through there and it was that just... was on the, i mean that was on the left hand side there was one on the right hand side where he picks the ball up and he just runs and yeah. he runs see the one thing about burke i think a few of us have said it is that he's always looked more like an athlete than a, foot, a footballer if, if you know what i mean is, it just shows you what pace can do to a team. Oh yeah, for a player, a player can lack a lot of things, but if he's got pace, it will get you by. Look at Didier most Gatt. players. Look at Didier Gatt yeah. wasn't the most technically gifted player by any stretch of the imagination, and there was a lot of time he didn't necessarily his decision making wasn't great, but he had uh, some really impressive pros beside him, Paul Lambert and Lubom Maravich, telling him what to do when you get in this position, cross it. So all he had to do was he would beat the fullback um, or the the winger with his pace. Then he'd, be, he'd beat him so well that he'd have space and he'd have time to be told what to do, if nothing else. Barker thinks better um, with the ball at his feet than people give him credit for. Um, I think we're only starting to see that now. Um, but he's not a striker. Um, and I think it was a big, big... I think it was a bad decision playing him as the number nine against Valencia. I mean, we can look yeah. look in retrospect, I, him, you know, retrospectively and say that, yeah. but... I'd, I mean, I'd said going into it, I would, I would, I would have played Eddie, but... You've got to think about fitness and game time and stuff like that coming into a game like Valencia. And I don't think ultimately it would have made a huge difference if we had Eddie or even though he's much better at being a striker and holding up play and bringing people in, ultimately we were better by a... Keith, Keith spoke to him exclusively, exclusively and basically said um, exclusive um, for ninety minutes. Cynic, but and essentially what he said was, um, I still don't know the role yeah. and, um, and I could have done more. So the thing, you know, talking about his attributes, though, he could be very much, you know, a, a samurai level striker, just with running around and dragging people here and there with his pace. It it could work, but obviously he's not played that position very much, and he's not played a lot of football at all this season. Tim Weah went mental. That was classy. Yep, big man, brilliant. Well, you get you guys are eating Bombay mix mix Bombay mix. Yeah. What actually is Bombay mix? I've never I've never understood it. Spicy snacks. It's lentils, peanuts, and stickings. Aye, like uh, like bread noodles type thing. Sound. It's good stuff. It's good, but 
It's good, but I... Spicy in that. Bowd bought me a... a brought us um, Empire Biscuits as well. Thank you, Bowd. Yep. Uh, big fan of the Empire. We all are. <laughs> <laughs> Hence the Bombay mix. Yeah. Um, Louis, uh, Tim Weir. Knock fuck it. Cuts that. Yes. Aye, I mean, if that's what you're looking for. Um, <laughs> you like a more c- calm <laughs> demeanour? Is, is there room under that bus? Aye. <laughs> Shall we open the door and invite he's not Tim a, he's, he's not, uh, no, no, I like not a big Tim. fan of the economic performance of Liberia, so he's giving uh, <laughs> Tim Weir a hard time. No, no, I like Tim Weir. not giving him a hard time at all. Um, it's good to see that passion, though, from a lone player. Yeah, yeah, it does. It just... Aye. I find it a wee bit kind of... You'll know one of uh, those. What? One of them uh, racists, pull- sorry. He's pulling a face. That kind of American cheesy... Yay! No into that. What? Getting he doesn't. Lo- he doesn't love the club that much. He's just fucking arrived. Come on! I tell you what, he's shown more enthusiasm in you know four weeks than Toljan has. <laughs> and for, I, know, <laughs> I know. I should have said someone who's been. Yeah, somebody's that been was, here established. Aye. I, 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 Come on, write a new script for him. He's. More enthusiasm than Tam Rogic has, and that's that's what I wanted. I wanted someone he liked. See, that's where this is why you're here. This is why you're the hardest working man in podcasting. This is it. This is it. But then Tam's got you know he struggles with his lungs and the you know the the smoking and the asthma and all. (laughs) What? (laughs) What did you make of Tim Weir's reaction? I thought it was great. I mean, it was fucking brilliant. And there was to me, there's a problem because he uh, was it Jones came up and pushed them twice separately. And we get booked, and he didn't. Institutionalised racism, right there. <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, Jones's hair is fucking stinking. What's going on there? Fucking what? A, it's not the 1930s, you know what I mean? You're not a I d- I'm, blinder. I'm, I'm, I'm hair blind. I don't. I mean, people were talking about, about Weir's reaction at the end, going back a bit there, but see, I think he should have been brought on a bit earlier. Okay, we, we did get the goal late. Do you think but Brendan Rodgers takes too long to uh, change things? Um, that's a, that's a well. I, I reckon in the you know I spoke to this uh, about this to a couple of people about how in the first season Rogers yeah. used to change things quicker and he would tweak things and see see something was wrong and change it up. He seems less inclined to do that. It's almost sometimes he seems stuck in his way. We not had a few games recently. Did they? Because did we not play with ten men? Because we had actually brought on two subs quite early and then we had an injury. That was that was last week. Well, in general, I think he's he's less inclined. Then he's he's less inclined to do it than he certainly was in his first season. Um, certainly, I thought Weir should have been on earlier. He's seen his shot when he when he went through and he, and he hit the outside of the post. Um, Somebody's gonna have a just exceptional player. Yeah, and I, I, he's going to be fantastic. I mean, he's, he's, maybe us next season. Well, that would be great. I would think um, you can see the impact he can make from the bench. He can change games if we need him to. Um, and his reaction at the end was great because he's such a. I mean, I know you said you don't like it, but he is just. Such a nice guy. He just comes across as this great guy, dead, dead humble. But it was good to see him stand up. For you himself. need that enthusiasm in the squad. You yeah. do because you know. No, no, you do. I, I'm, I, I'm like joking. Like, yeah, it's, it's good to see. Like, if the guy's genuinely, totally infused by the club, great. And hey, it might mean that we get to have him next year, which would be, which would be good. Uh, it does, it does maybe need to make more of a contribution when he starts games, though. He's only started what one, twice, twice, twice. one or two, twice. Need to give a shout out actually to Hoidy for his uh, oh. Tim Weir Wu Tang oh. stickers. Fantastic. Yeah, I think I, I think, I think they were endorsed by the man himself on Instagram yeah. as well. So oh, I look class. Ah, that's just just wanting something. 
Uh, yes, Hoidy, I'll take some stickers if they're available. Um, no, no, totally class. Nah, really. un- unbelievable stuff. Uh, see, on the pitch invasion with the goal, and obviously the, there's been pictures released from Kilmarnock saying, you know, the, 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 the seats are being kind of wrecked and, and, and stuff like that. Um, fine, take a fucking check. There you go. There's a check. <laughs> There suck it, suck little, it, there's a check. There you go, plankton seats here. Here, build a new stand. The there's a new stand. Aye, that's it. Fucking, they, they, can, they think they can tell us what to do. They can't. We will not be stopped. Um, and, and I tell you, listen, um, it's been quite funny because on Twitter today, there was various um, kind of clips of, in the last couple of weeks, or this season certainly, Dundee scoring goals and all the players running off the pitch. Motherwell scoring goals and all the players running off the pitch. And, you know, not getting booked. Now, we know the letter of the law. Brown was going to get sent off. Fine, we'll take that. Um, but the fans, I don't I don't think the celebrations were anything other than genuine, yeah. exuberant. And he didn't and go into the crowd. The yeah. crowd came to him. He, he did go over the, the advertising board or whatever behind the goal. But. Because I just want to, this is something that me and Louis were talking about. Like, well, um, Right, sorry, go on. Well, that's, that's the point I was going to make. What is the rule? Because... Yes, he jumps over an advertising board, if but it's not that an advertising board into the crowd. And as Boud says, the the crowd came onto the pitch to him. So what is the rule? I think if I thought the rule is if you leave, crowd, if you leave the field of play, you get booked. I thought that was the rule. I'm no, but how many times have we seen Celtic players celebrate by? Going almost by, you know, not by directly yeah, behind yeah, the goal, but to the side the of fans, it, where, where, where the subs. It's not. Consi- <laughs> it's, I think that's what the rule is, but it's not consistently applied, and I also think it's a stupid rule Aye. because, especially in a situation like that, with the passion, you know, the exuberance. What are you going? What, what was he going to do? The ball goes in the net. We've won one nil. <laughs> we're eight points clear. <laughs> Will you say that? I don't know if you heard it, but. Uh, talk sport oh fuck off right. yeah, I don't know it's some fucking no, I don't know the guy's name nah, probably a World Cup winner I have no idea who <laughs> the fuck he is um, but he literally said Scott Brown should have put his hands behind his back and slowly walked back towards the halfway line right, but they, they, that, that's a that's a did scum. you get that angry that you phoned in <laughs> <laughs> that's a scumbag um, spelled Glasgow I've got <laughs> points to make about Scott Brown he's brilliant <laughs> uh, but that's another a- room under the bus <laughs> Consistently said, <laughs> but no, that's just a scumbag uh, radio station that's yeah. just got it in for us, and it's just it's it should not be taken seriously by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I, I don't like mentioning their name, but it's no, fair enough. It's a good point. Um, but just um, I was listening to Sports Sound, um, BBC Sports Sound, and I had to turn it off within about five to eight minutes. Louis, when I said that to you, you agreed with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Neil McCann was fucking barmy. Um, he started talking about the game in nineteen ninety nine. I was involved in a game where a referee was struck by a coin and then uh, Bert Contman was attacked and then so was Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. And you're like, hold on a fucking minute. What's that got to do with today? What's that got to do with this season? Oh, I... Oh. Essentially just saying, you know, fucking Celtic. That's that's right. what I... And I'm, I'm not one of these, oh, the, you know, the mainstream media and all that. Well, sorry, let me repeat that. I wasn't one of those guys. I really am starting to get to the point now where I can see it, it's ridiculous. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it, it's ridiculous from the it's the fact that there's there's no kind of they, they pick and choose when they highlight these things. We had it in um, the game at Ibrox a couple of seasons ago when Lee Griffiths get 
a battery was thrown onto the pitch. Did you really hear much about that the guy, a guy afterwards? Ra- a guy ran onto the pitch and grabbed Scott Brown by the jersey. The, yeah. Nothing was made of that. No, no. Nothing. Um, and, then, and, and then a fat pie <coughs> wank from Kilmarnock gets hit by a coin and all of a sudden it's World War Three. Barely touched yeah. him. Uh, I think um, he dived. He tried to catch it. Um, like Ian Durant. But, yeah, I mean, the, 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 how many times have we had this season? We've had an official get hit by a coin from Rangers fans. Yeah. We've had Rangers fans invade the pitch. Twice. At least twice. And, and yet, suddenly, Celtic do it and it's... A big massive thing. I mean that that show. The first I, I listened to it a wee bit longer than you, Chris, and the all the discussion was about off field things. They didn't talk about football. Just and and again, it's all Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. But it's been happening for ages. And who's who's when's it actually going to be dealt with? Do I, th- I don't think it's right that people run on the pitch. Well, I, I don't think, think we you should can point... have it that way. Well. And I don't with think the coin thrown right as well, we should point out whoever did that's a fanny. Oh no, I but our fanny. You see the thing and, is, right? and smashing up, smashing up the seats. I don't think that's right either. I don't think there's any need for it. But I don't know it's if it's been did, going I don't on. Know, I think not that's to a sound too apologist, that does look like people, a crush. People, aye, when people oh, rushed forward to get to the man Scott Brown, they <laughs> <laughs> literally just crushed some of the seats, and that's that's fine. But. It has to be dealt with in a consistent way. And the SFA, I don't even know who... They've lost the point. I don't know who runs Scottish football Other anymore, than Scott but, Brown. But, but when any of these incidents happen... I mean, we, we had it years ago. Remember when... Um, was, it, was it when Rangers were coming through the leagues and they were playing at Hamden? I don't, I don't know if it was a cup game. I don't think it was... A, like, a, it wasn't a cup final or a semi-final, I don't think. But they were playing at Hamden and they were singing up to their knees and feeding you blood and all this sort of thing in the stands as loud as can be in Hamden and I don't think it was a big big profile game but nothing was done Aye. and well, yeah it's brought up that there's well, sectarian Scott, yeah. singing and all that sort of thing well, like, Chris Boyd right firstly let me just make this point I, I we should point out no one should get hit with a coin right Chris Boyd is a fat annoying wank right but you shouldn't be throwing things it's you just shouldn't right um, the fact is, though, Chris Boyd turned around saying, "Oh, Celtic fans, um, you know, singing, uh, shouting sectarian abuse at me," and then that highlights that, and then you know you switch on Rangers TV or Sky Sports BBC, and it's the same. It's up to your knees in Fenian blood. It's you know because hello, hello, we are the Billy Boys. Yeah, and come on, it fans singing it. Yep. Um, I got a question from Matt Healy. This is for um, Chris Armani. Chris Boyd, is he a fat wank or slightly rotund self-pleasurer? <laughs> Go with both. Go both. Um, That's it. Second one's Chris Boyd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, listen. Well, we can talk about this all, all day and we probably will. Make, you spell make, it the proper way, Chris. <laughs> Nonsense. Um, looking for looking ahead to Valencia game. Firstly, though, I want a brief thought, Sermani, on the first leg, the two 0 defeat to Valencia at home. You were at the game. Yeah, it, I mean, it was. If we look at it in hindsight, it's um, why did why would we expect any different? Now, your man who was on last week called it exactly right. Uh, the oh yeah, yeah. You know, he called out exactly the way they'll set up and what they can do. <laughs> the journal's got it right. Oh, I always said it would be a Celtic win. Aye, I mean, but it was, it was, it was, it was so apparent that 
you know what he said would you know is exactly how it played out. I mean, for the goals, if you look at there's a still that you I think we've probably all seen yeah. of the line for the goal with Izzy. Now Izzy, Izzy was deplorable for it. it. It almost seems redundant talking about Izzy because we know he shouldn't have been there. Not only is he not good enough, he wasn't fit, right? Um, so why waste breath in saying that he's no good enough because we all know that some he of his was, passes looked like he was on that Kelly pitch oh, he just... it, it was it was really bad the, the thing the worst thing about it is I can't remember who broke through with the ball but the man who has it was further back that's the guy that scored you know he had, he had a, a two yard head start on him and, and, he, and he completely lost him the line was just all over the place it was really really poor yeah. Yozo didn't come out of that smelling of flowers either no, no. Nor, nor for the second I thought either Brown was weak in the tackle for yeah, um, absolutely for the, the, the second one McGregor gave the ball away for the first one yeah um, if, I mean there was I think I think the game was now. Don't get me wrong, Izzy was really bad, but I think the game was lost primarily with midfield three, Christie, McGregor, and Brown were all really really poor. They're passing McGregor's passing of the three is normally the most consistent, but he was really wayward <coughs> on Thursday night. Brown as well. Um, I mean, I think you seen that one with Bain. Um, Bain was a bit. It was a bit of a silly pass from Bain to Brown, but in the return where he had to slide and clear it. He looked really nervy. I think their inability to hold on onto the ball to any level but is what they were really effective at pressing us when they needed to, yeah, and we reacted poorly by giving poor passes to Bain. Not that Bain was perfect, but I think a lot of it was put on him. Bain was a little lackadaisical for me, Louis. I'm maybe <clears throat> I'm maybe seen it from a slightly better point of view because I didn't see the second half of the game. I thought the first half... Why did you not see the second half? Stream went down. No, the wee man was having a belky. Oh, right. So I never got to see any second half. But, um, which I thanked him for later. Um, but I actually thought, first period of the game, I thought our passing was actually quite good. Other than Brown, Izagiri, Boyata, who were giving the ball away. Giving the ball away. And, and although they were being pressed, they, a lot of the time they still were facing their own goal and, and making bad, poor passes, which I don't think there's really any excuse for. They weren't they weren't under that much pressure. Um, but I actually thought the passing was quite good for the opening period of the game. I thought we looked, mostly everybody else looked quite sharp. And whenever we did play a ball straight, kind of, not sideways, but straight through the middle of the pitch, through a, a, a couple of players, I actually thought, we looked as if we could possibly have a bit of joy. Um, but I think that goal, I think if that goal hadn't happened and we'd went in 0-0 at half-time, I think you probably would have looked at that first half and went, we were losing it a bit, but it's it's not too bad. Boxing analogy. The second half, I think, by the sounds of it, from last, watching what you guys were saying on the group chat at the time, it sounds like it just went, Completely shit. Personally, I, I just thought we were completely out of our depth. Yeah, we passed I mean, the ball a lot and I, I, held on to it a wee bit, but that's because Valencia allowed us to have the ball. Yeah, yeah. I think they came for a draw. I really do. I think they would have been happy with nothing each, and I think we gifted them two goals. Yep. And I think that was because, again, I think the middle three were so poor in possession that. 
it encouraged them to, to an extent. And I really do think they, they were happy to set up, take a nothing each and go back there and, and, and play us. But we, we absolutely gifted them. And again, I, I'd said earlier, Christy, the jury's out on him at that level. I'm, I'm really not sure. I think McGregor needs somebody with a bit more quality with him. He can perform at that level. On that pitch, out of the, the only players on that pitch that I think could perform at that level with complete certainty is Forrest, although he, he wasn't good that night, but I know I think he could, and McGregor. Um, there's not too many others there that I think would consistent, but consistently be able AD to play. Obviously didn't but that, but, but that, was, that was a frustrating thing. No, I think there was a couple of times where we broke from our own box. There was a couple of times where McGregor was the man on the ball in the kind of middle of the pitch, breaking from goal. And he quickly played the ball, quick quality pass to start the break. That's where I want him. That's where I think he should be. That's where he should be playing rather than Brown there, dwelling on the ball, turning back and then losing all momentum. That is the game. I don't, I don't think you can argue I, that that's not his best position, and we play best when he's there. But but he, we need I, I, as some, yeah, you know, I I'm crying out for the guy to the guy that kind of lights McGregor off going forward. Isn't Cham? I'm desperate for that to happen because I think in Cham has all of the attributes to be a top top level player. We're not seeing it this season. Uh, we've seen it in patches this season, but unfortunately, he's kind of injured the now. Um, but but I, I personally I think Burke is a striker. I, I think you, know. you you have you have, if you put McGregor in that position, right? You've seen what he can do. Whether he can do it over the course of a season, we don't know yet because he's not been given the chance. But you build your team, you build your midfield around him. Put him in there, build it around him. You're not. You shouldn't be building it around Scott Brown. Kenny Kenny Ralston has tweeted and asked, could a different manager get better results in Europe with the current squad or yes. have we hit the glass ceiling with this crop? So Manny, you're quite in, in quite quick in there. Absolutely. Steve Clark, somebody like Clark, we would forfeit the attacking mindset that Rodgers has got. But you tell me somebody like Clark couldn't have a set up to concede less in Europe. Absolutely. I mean... Rogers is determined, no matter what, for us to play football from back to front, right? And that puts us under pressure because ultimately we don't have the, the, quality. Qu- the quality to do that. Certainly at this level, but he's not going to change that. We know that. If we get another manager in, absolutely, I think we would be harder to beat. But I think I said this on the WhatsApp. Would that, would that be better results though, or would yes. we just get beat less? Well, by less goals is what I mean. I reckon we would we would have better results to an extent. Now we're not good. I'm not saying we would go and tear Europe up. Right? Are you saying that Clark's a better manager than Rogers? No. What I'm saying is that Clark, Clark's, he wanted Moyes in. Remember? Oh, big Davy, that would be the best. Somebody, if he said, "Hey, up, Moyes, Bowser, you like a bit of Moyes too, don't you?" Who doesn't like? Let Moyes. him finish. But I do like where you're going. <laughs> I love Davy Moyes. And Steve Clark. We know you do. No. Is he a better manager? No. Is he probably more pragmatic? Yes. Would um, Clark's style sustain the Celtic support long term? Probably not. That's the one thing that would put me off him being our manager. Now, see if you put Europe to one side. You said it. Put Europe to one side because the, the idea that Rodgers is going to do anything with the way he wants us to set up in Europe's fantasy. However... If you're happy to sustain in domestic dominance or whatever and putting in 
a number of excellent performances every season. Rogers the man. But if he's going to continue with us playing football front to back, we're going to be in the end of more skeletons than not. And that's, that's the choice that people need to make. I think, <coughs> as well, yes, Brendan Rogers is probably the best level manager that we could get. Yeah. But... Is he going to take us anywhere that, anywhere else, any further in Europe? No. Are, are things going to get radically better under him in Europe? No, they're not. What you've seen is what you're going to get, and that'll be it. And domestically, could you get another manager to continue the dominance, what we have just now domestically? I think you probably could. You'd have more chance of getting someone in that could continue the domestic dominance than you could have Brendan Rodgers remain and take you further in Europe. So is he worth it? Aye. Is he personally performing? Domestically, yes. D- domestically, yes. But, no but, but what's the club's ambition then? But this is the thing. We're also, and I've said this before, we're hamstrung by our, call it whatever, the ethos of the club or the romantic notion of Celtic, whatever. You know, play football in the Glasgow Celtic way. That's not, you know, packing two banks of four and, and trying to keep teams out that is you know 67 that whole swashbuckle in football we're, we're either hamstrung by it or, you, or, or not well, Ma- Ra- Ma- Rangers, Ma- Rangers teams just need to win that's whereas it. we need to win and look good at the same time that's what the support want and Absolutely. I mean we, we had good results under striking and, 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 and Lennon to an extent but people were bored rigid with the football and that's the thing but, look at but, I, w- but I wouldn't say we're being blown away week in week out by Rogers either though but well, right, when like that first season, which was an ex- unbelievably exceptional season, and has to be looked at in isolation. To be fair, but since then, is it is the is the football blown you away? I, I don't at, think at so. Times, but at, at times, I don't. Ronnie Tyler seven nil every week. But no, no, no. no. Ronnie Tyler won against Dundee oh, United and blows all of it. You know what I mean? That one game, and I think I think there's an oversimplification there. Celtic absolutely should be winning the league every year, but. This, another manager could come in and continue his dominance. He's just done a double treble. Aye. He's potentially going to n- do a, tri- it's never a treble. never happened before. So I, I don't, I yeah, think, yeah, I think you're, being very, you're being very, very quick I'm not to saying undermine, undermine I think, his I think you and probably myself will think could another manager come in and continue winning the league and I think right. that's pretty Absolutely. Right. I mean, that's different from doing the, the double. The, the, I never one said one. That somebody else was going to come in and, and continue winning trebles. That, no, probably, probably not. But... Brendan I mean, you say, you say we assurance sir, that Celtic should win the league every season. Should they not, by the same token, win every cup competition as well? No, cup competition by their very natures are you know defined by upsets, and that's why they're cup competitions. I know, but we're so far ahead. I mean, you can't win every no. single game, right? But you should be able to win the league league campaign over forty games because we've got the biggest budget and we've got the best players. So you should. Now, what Rod Brendan Rodgers has done is special because he's won every single competition he's entered domestically. That shouldn't be underwritten. It shouldn't be undervalued. Um, are, am I very frustrated by how we perform in Europe? I certainly am. However, two last 32 places isn't shabby. Football after Christmas is you know, probably where we are. If any I'm- other manager got Valencia... Would we expect them to put to put Valencia out? Martin O'Neill couldn't do it. We're probably the best team I've seen. So I think we maybe are getting a little ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I, I do agree I, with. I think. I think to be fair, it would take more than a change of manager to have a change of fortune in Europe. Yeah. You would have to have a change. I don't of, think we're going to have a, 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 any sort of consistent. 
I think Europe's beyond us now. It's it's not it's not about putting Valencia out, and it wasn't about putting Zenit out, and it's not about that. It's about how we lose these games. It's it's the basics that we do wrong. But we, at Zenit at home, we blew them away without blowing them away. We what? should have been we should have been three 0 up in I, that game. I, I, did, we, did, did we play well? We played well against a team who hadn't played football in months and months and months. And then we went over there and we were soundly thrashed. Now, what what generally happens is we lose a goal against teams and then it's just panic stations. When we were over in Salzburg, we scored early from Eddie. And we knew we were going to lose. But, you know, again, we played okay at the start and then things slackened up a bit and then that's it. It's game over. I don't know if there's a confidence issue, but it's always basic errors that do us. I'd like us to play competently. If we go out over two legs against Valencia... And and, and and give a competent good showing. I'd be happy with that. I'm not. I'm not saying we should beat them, but we shouldn't, as we continually do, gift goals to these teams. We shouldn't. But again, and not to sound like making excuses, but we played a very decent side with a left back out, with our best centre back out, um, and with two of our best midfielders, and then Cham and uh, Tam injured as well. If the team that's a lot the, of very important players. If the team for us. that pl- we, 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 if the team that played against Leipzig played against Valencia, I don't think we would have. Been beaten so limply and so easily. Well, that, see, that, see the fact, for example, sorry to pick in him, but Azagiri starting a game against Valencia. What age is Azagiri now? 36? No, oh, I say 33, but I might be talking I think he's 33, wow. but I, I, I'm not even, I can't even bother looking up. Right, he's so past it. His name is what I was calling him. The, fact, the, game, that, the so. fact that Azagiri's playing in that game, that's Brendan Rogers' fault. Why is he at the, why is he at the club? Well, right. Why is he at the club's a different question, but why was he playing? Because KT's injured. <coughs> yeah, no, I get that, so, but so why, so why not play Johnny Hayes? Because your next league game, Izaguiri wasn't even a matchday squad. Can I join, as, so Johnny I Hayes played. He, he did say that he was injured and he probably shouldn't even have made that game. To be honest, the fact is, if we were, would you have wanted to play the left midfielder at left back against him? That's no, but it, it probably would have been better than Izaguiri. Again, it was, this is all... This it was, is all it was deemed no good enough. Yeah, all retrospective, but yeah, I get your point. Um, and we did the Friday night lunch. Um, Friday night lights. I was going to say we did the Friday live lunch. Um, Ian's friend messaged him and said he enjoyed it. He said, and I made the point that the Leipzig. Well, how can we perform so well like we did against Leipzig and so limply like we did against Valencia? And I just want Andy McNichol. Um, in reference to Gal's point about not getting why Leipzig performance was so much better than last night. Obviously, that's Valencia. Number one, French Eddie was up front and played out of his skin offered much better outball and presence than Burke. Number two, Tierney not Izzy at left back, which is the bowed point. No. And number three, Benkovic not yeah. Jozo. That's and number four players all across the pitch. Number four, McGregor, McGregor in the Bruni role. So that is four major yeah. differences from and it's a it's a really good point. Um we weren't anywhere close to our full strength. I think we've I mean we Katie's not played since December the 13th or 22nd Tierney is such a massive talent and when he's not playing but it it raises that spectre of in the summer we need another spectre like a ghost yeah is that the right did you say that yeah okay sorry fuck's sake (laughs) metaphor Um, we need another left back sorry because Johnny Hayes right now as as I say would be my not for for Europe though first choice left back other than KT but aye we we need a left back that can back him up. We need a right back Shouldn't again. We just have a transfer and window. We they get one um, like we're out of time already. I know we've 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 not even touched on Motherwell, but listen, we we, we just don't have time. Uh, or Thursday, Valencia Thursday. 
Um, I think we're all going into that game just hoping that Celtic don't get humiliated because there's potential of that because away from home... We're going to get pumped. Away from home, we're not very good. However... 3-0 to Celtic. <laughs> That's my prediction, I love it. It's the old, It's the old kind of thoughts of Celtic score first. Right back in it, Chris. Right back in it. We are right back in it. Um, it depends. Dolgen in it. Uh, right back. That's pretty good. Dolgen in it. I think I, I, I made this point jokingly when we first uh, signed Burke, but he's made for this sort of game away from home in Europe. Oh, it'd be great if we. It uh, would be different though if it was nil nil. Packed the defence, <laughs> but we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Um, we'll go into it uh, the same way. So just to finish off the podcasts, um, just your who you think the team will be and what the score will be, Chris. Just run through the team. Bain and goal. Bain and yeah, goal for everyone. Bain, Bain, Bain stays in goal because uh, although his passing was slack in the first leg, um, not even when he was put under pressure, I think. I think the pressing got to him. There was a couple of slack ones, but the difference he makes with his feet at the back um, domestically uh, is quite big. Um, and I would continue playing him just now, so it would have to be Bain and goal. At left back, Hayes. It's got to be Hayes. Yeah. Um, who's, you, who's in? Who's out? Actually, just do you guys agree with that? Hayes at left back? Yep. 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 Right back, Toljan. Toljan has to be Toljan. Uh, Boyata. Boyata has to be. <laughs> Look at Louis' face. Um, Scum. Ayer. 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 I'm Ayer ahead of Yozo. I would say that, yeah. Yozo's. Yozo's finished. Yozo, I mean, you talk about Boyata and none of his. None of it. <laughs> remember the. No, it's the Boyata Appreciation Society. Come on, don't back out of it now. Get your badges out. Yeah, clowns. Is, who's better? Clowns. Who's better, Boyata or Yozo? It's not about who's there. <laughs> right. So we play Boyata ahead of Yozo. Thanks for that, Louis. Um, Who, who's the rat? <laughs> who's the rat? It doesn't matter for this game, right? Boyata. Um, so we go Bain, Toljan, uh, Ayer, uh, Boyata, and uh, Johnny Hayes. Go to you just name the team and we'll see if we agree. Brown. Get Boyata. McGregor. Brown. Christy. Oh, Why? Because why? Who are you going to play instead? Who are you going to play instead? What? Well, hold on. Are you playing? Just try thinking. I'm midfielder. He's injured. You dick. No, he's fucking fine. He's no, not. He's not. Injured. He was training today. He's not fit. He's not fit. Get, he's training. You get bet on. Play bet on. Play bet on. There you go. Just don't there play. Just, just don't play Brown. Why play Brown? You, he's he's struggled at home at Celtic Park against this team. Why are you going to play him away from home? See when uh, Brown when Brown scores the winner to make it. He four won't mil. score any winner. And it will have it'll to take a off. stupid deflection if it's gone again. It'll hit off somebody's foot. Sputnik, it'll hit off Sputnik. It'll hit off Sputnik um, and win. Bowdy, who are you playing up front? Uh, Eddie. Eddie up front, and who's your two wide men? That's fucking funny to my right. Um, <laughs> Stephen Thompson? <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably Sinclair Forrest, but I do I do like him. Okay. I, I do like Bucky's pace. So. It's a tough eight. So tough eight. Does it really matter, does it? <laughs> um, what's your prediction, Sir Manny? Prediction? Uh, I would bite your hand off right now for another two 0 Does? <laughs> well, we'll take that. But um, I'd be happy to keep it at two 0 because it, it reminds me a bit of the Juventus game a few years ago in terms of getting beat quite handily at home and then going over there and being at their mercy and yeah. five 0 on aggregate. 
Give me two and I'll get it over and done with for the season. It'll be a four nil Bobin, but um, Scott Brown will be fine. Um, Bowed. <laughs> two one Valencia. Not bad. Who's uh, score? For us. Uh, Brown will score all three. <laughs> <laughs> that one goal as well. Uh, I'm actually a little bit more optimistic. Oof. Uh, I think it's going to be a draw. Um, I don't think they're going to take it. See, I think I think they think they're through. I think we'll score. I think we'll go ahead two nil, um, and then I think they'll score two. <laughs> just to, to maximise. You're the making game. him look stupid. Just to maximise. He's gone off script. Just to maximise. Just to maximise our pain. Um, as soon as it's two, it'll be two nil to Celtic, and then they'll score one, and it'll our heads will go down, and they'll score in the last couple of minutes. Uh, unfortunately, four two Valencia. Four two Valencia. No, no, four two on aggregate, four Valencia. Two on but aggregate. two 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 each on the on the day. Um, unfortunately, um, I think it's going to be a a, a lion style. Um, and then and then, Brendan be, Rogers, Scott Brown, and Dedrick Boyata will be the greatest. I'm changing my prediction. I think what Chris said will happen. Then we will come on and get a brace, and it'll be four two Celtic. We'll go through and away goals. Lovely. Love it. Uh, that's our podcast for this week. Um, check out the website, 90minutesinic.com. It's consistently updated on an almost daily basis. Previews of all the matches, match reactions. Um, uh, Graham McKay, McKay, sorry. Graham McKay, every time. Graham McKay's uh, article on a weekly basis. Um, Peak football is just hilarious. Very good this week. Yeah, very funny. Um, minute by minutes on the Twitter, at 90 Minutes Cynic. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Check us out. You know where to get is just at 90 Minutes Cynic on Twitter for all our details. Just give and us links. a follow on Instagram. Give I don't know why I'm pushing Instagram, but that's, let's do that. Let's well, influence. Let's be influencers. Let's be influencers. Um, and on that bombshell, Chris Armani, pleasure as always, sir. Thank you for having me. As always, uh, Louis McCaffrey, um, it's been an honour to. It's been an honour. <laughs> it's been an honour to work with you. Thanks. Chris Bowd, the hardest working man in podcasting. Certainly am. Um, much harder than you. You don't do any podcasts. Uh... I'm Chris Gallagher, we're the 90 Minute Cynic, and we'll speak to you down the road. The kind people have a wonderful dream. Margaret. Cause people like you Make me feel so tired When will you die? When will you die? When will you die? When will you die? And people like you make me feel so old inside. Unkind people 
Do not shelter this dream, make it real. 